ahead. All right. Welcome to tonight's uh, uh, wrap-up of the NFL draft. Um, been an exhausting, uh, pressure-filled week for me. I, I left Pittsburgh for Cleveland, and the Pirates fell apart. I, I felt horrible about it. And coincidentally, Cleveland, who had lost five series in a row, ended up winning their first series um, in in uh, in five weeks as I was there at the Jake. Um, I apologize, Progressive Field. I know they played. They paid lots of money for that. <laughs> so luckily, I came home last night to um, to breathe some life into the pirate pitching staff. I I hope uh, I hope you guys can uh, forgive me. Uh, you know, I, did, I did want to go see. Uh, I I showed my wife the uh, lake. She didn't buy it. That it was uh, the ocean. Um, so I may still have to take her to a beach at some point in time. Um, but it was an angle I it was it was worth taking. But regardless, we're here to talk about uh, the finishing touches of the draft. Um, basically, the winners, the losers. Um, I was in a town that uh, I've got to assume uh, is is reaping with with draft loser loserness um, after after this uh, this this last draft. But we'll start winners because that's how we we start with winners. Joe, you got teams like uh, Philadelphia had a good draft. Who did you think were the the winners of this draft? Well, you know, if I had to choose three, um, it's hard to not put Philadelphia in there. I think they did a great job uh, moving up and down the draft board. Howie Roseman, again, shows that he could uh, use his draft capital in the way that he wanted to. And you have to throw into account he traded a fifth round two years from now for a starting running back in DeAndre Swift and in doing so brought a Philadelphia kid back home to play there. And I think that, you know, you look at what they've done and build on defense and, and putting aside the inside jokes about, you know, it being Georgia North uh, you know, I think that, you know, they, they, again, you know, got exactly what they needed. They lost a number of like aging defensive tackles that were moving on. They filled that with Jalen Carter at like the ninth overall pick. I mean, you got the, the possibly the best player in the draft, at number nine, and you gave up very little to move up to that spot to get him. Then later on in the first round, you get a guy like Nolan Smith that slides all the way to 30 for you. And this is a guy that was talked about being in the top 10, maybe top 15 picks. Even though he's a little undersized and he might be a tweener for the NFL, you're seeing a lot of these kind of utility players making it in the league. And I know later we might even talk about the Steelers' fourth-round guy that might fit that description pretty well, too. We'll see how he plays this year. You know, And then beyond that, you know, they, they make a steal and, you know, and, and, and get, uh, you know, a corner again out of Georgia, which is a position of need for them later in the, in the draft with Keeley Ringo. And then the trade with Detroit to bring DeAndre Swift home. I mean, all of that considered, I think that they have to be considered an A draft. You know, on, now, besides them, there are plenty of other teams that did well uh, for themselves. I mean, I honestly, I was a big fan you know, of, of, you know, not just Philadelphia, but what Seattle did, you know, I think that they did a really good job of, uh, of moving around. They had two picks and they grabbed the best defensive uh, corner in the draft and going after uh, Devon Witherspoon or Devin Witherspoon. I know he, he goes by both. So I'll call him Witherspoon and just make it easy, you know, and then later in the draft coming back, you know, and doing something in that, in that first round uh, that uh, allowed them to, 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 get one of the best receivers in the draft. And so like for me, 
I thought Seattle was good. I also liked what Arizona did. I mean, Arizona sneakily grabbed a first round draft pick from next year for moving down and then moving back up uh, and getting Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, I thought they did some stuff. So I would say if I had to pick three, those were my three favorite draft rooms and results that came from that. So Witherspoon was like a Dorset. Dorset. Uh, yeah, he was Devin Witherspoon, and then for like a week and a half, he was Devon Witherspoon, and then he said, ah, just call me whatever. <laughs> there <laughs> so, you go. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm rolling the dice with that one. <laughs> there you go. Now, Emmett, uh, I remember at the party, you, you were um, not impressed with uh, Indianapolis uh, GM Chris Ballard. Um, <laughs> I've, I've seen things often, off and on, a lot agreeing with you. Uh, I'm reading USA Today right now, who who basically says if Richardson is what they think he is, this will be a landmark haul. They like the draft. Um, is Indianapolis in your winners, or uh, um, do, you, do you have a whole another set yeah. of? Uh... No, Indianapolis is. Now, it comes with a caveat with any draft review. We'll really know three to five years down the road. But if Richardson comes close to his potential, they crushed it. I still don't think Ballard will be around to see it, but, the, the, you know, everyone else. You know, uh, Julius Brents, great pick in a second. Josh Downs. Blake, I mean, they just, at, you know, up and down, uh, they, they just really uh, crushed every round, including my, my draft uh, darling, Will Mallory, uh, in round five. I, I think that they just... Every round uh, was was tremendous, but it's one of those things. If Richardson flames out, it it's it's an albatross on this entire draft. I hope I'm wrong. Just you know, I've got nothing against the kid, uh, and you always want to see great players in the NFL. So yeah, I I think Indianapolis. I think that 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 is a fair evaluation. You know, I appreciate what uh, what Joe was saying against with Seattle and Philadelphia. Um, Houston, I think Houston has to be in the consideration. When you get the best offensive player and the best defensive player in the draft, you've had a great draft. And when you are, you know, second worst record in the league, and you you obviously have a ton of uh, uh, open uh, holes, and they had a ton of draft picks, and all, uh, most of them made sense. So I I think uh, Houston will. I'd be surprised if they're drafting next year, and I think. Uh, in a couple of years, they could be they could be someone that uh, you you don't want to face. And then, you know, we've all discussed Pittsburgh the ad nauseum, and we all think they did very well. So uh, now now I have the entire website turn on me with my third entry, and that's Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati did very well uh, with uh, where they were picking, with uh, what they needed, and what they acquired. Now you had mentioned they got the best offensive player. I I thought Addison went to uh, Minnesota. <laughs> something I just, something just aren't even worth discussing. I, every every <laughs> so often I, I, I like to poke the bear. I, I apologize. Who who hires these hosts? I mean, there, there, there's got to be some homeless guy under the uh, uh, Smithfield Street Bridge that's a little more credible at this point. I, I, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Oh, now JT. Um, went, well, you bring up Addison and what teams didn't have a draft. Hold that thought. 
right. Now, JT, we we've all um, uh, they they've hit my they've hit my three. I had uh oh no, I had Philly, Houston. I had Philly, Houston, and Pittsburgh as my my top I, three. I was I was gonna say where would would you put Pittsburgh in that top three? I, I would put Pittsburgh at th- at three out of them. I think uh, Houston did a great job of. They were a team in disarray for the most part, like uh, ever since the, the Deshaun Watson debacle. And I think this is a good draft for them to move forward. Uh, they have a different. They have a. They have a. They have a nice team moving forward. They have a different. Um, different look to them. Um, Philly just. Like, as Joe said, they just crushed it, man. I mean, they just there, – there wasn't a pick. They, it was like a normal Baltimore Ravens draft where I was like every pick they made, I was like, oh, that's a great pick, man. And, and they, they they just did a really good job. And I, I, I we talked about Pittsburgh. I think uh, for the first time in about a handful of years that I actually feel really good about our draft. Um, a team that nobody mentioned that sort of had a, a under-the-radar draft, and, of course, their biggest thing was the uh, – they obtained uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, during the day, but the Jets actually um, did a good job of um, just getting some position positional players at defense. They got a center with Joe Tittman from uh, Wisconsin. Um, I thought the Jets did well for what they did. I thought I thought Abanikanda in the fifth round was a great pick for them, uh, especially if um, I know I know Dave agrees with that because it's a it's a big guy, but especially if Brees Hall can't stay healthy, I think Abanikanda could. Could be that guy uh, right behind Brees Hall. So I thought the Jets did did decent as well. Um, and I agree with um, what you said about the Bengals as well. I thought the Bengals did decent. Um, but Ian's hit it on the head. But Philly and Philly and Houston were just. I mean, Houston did give up a lot next year. They gave up a couple ones, a, a two. But I think to get the possibly the best quarterback in, possibly the best defensive player in the draft. Two out of the first three picks, I think they they hit it out of the park as well. Now, Emmett, one one team that seemed to be all over the board with the the experts, um, whether it was a good draft or a bad draft, um, was Jacksonville, who, according to USA Today, had a had a D plus. Um, who would you say were the were the losers uh, uh, of this draft? Well, I'm going to go right to the top with something just blows my mind. Uh, in some of these reviews, how Cleveland is getting A's and B's. I thought they had a terrible draft. Yeah, I think their best pick was their last pick. Uh, Whipler, the the center out of Ohio State. I mean, Tillman, not bad uh, where they took him. But, you you know, you follow it up with Siaki Ika uh, out of Baylor, a guy that in September was a mid-first-round pick. By October, was already down at the bottom of the first uh, for round and then by the end of the year was projected to go in the third fourth round uh you know jalen carter uh went from top pick to 10th pick or ninth pick in the draft because of one bad pro day ike had a bad year had a bad pro day um and and they jump up and then they follow up with another guy that i think i i wouldn't have touched with a 10-foot pole and that's dewan jones Juan Jones showed up at the Senior Bowl, had a great day, and then pulled a Derek Bell. Uh, I mean, I just think <laughs> I think he's a big guy. Uh, NFL guys are going to get their hands inside on him, and they're just going to dog walk him back to the quarterback. Uh, then they took DRT. I'm sorry. DRT got absolutely abused 
by a pit team that half of them had left to go to their pro day. They just embarrassed him. He he is, you know, I guess it's Texas. They say uh, he's all hat, no cattle to me. I'm sorry. I just I, I think Cleveland completely missed uh, the boat. Minnesota, I think, uh, didn't have a great draft. Addison's going to be a very good player. But they had so many gr- bigger needs than that, at, you know, especially with Ford. Uh, and, you know, they they opted. I guess they're true to their board, but I I just, I, I wasn't terribly impressed by the whole length. And then my last one I'm going to – I'm going to add in there, and maybe not so much quality, but quantity. Denver had four picks. What are you going to do with four picks? Um, you know, the, the, they cast a lot by trading for Russell Wilson and signing guys in free agency. But, uh, you know, if you have four picks, you're not going to get a great grade. Uh, JT, Tennessee, I, I thought had a questionable draft. Um, is it right at this point in time to give up on Malik Willis um, and draft Will Levi's? And and how did you think their draft uh, uh, went? Were they one of the losers? I didn't have them as one of my three losers, but they were right on the on the brink of being one of them. Um, I, I I agree to give up on Malik Willis because I don't I don't think he was. I think I think I think Tennessee knew it right away going into the offseason. They weren't gonna they weren't gonna um, have anything to do with Malik Willis. And I think them saying that Will Levis right now is a third string quarterback just smoke. I think that I think it's between Levis and um, um, Tannehill for the starting job there. They they did do bad though. They they reached they reached for a lot of players. Um, I thought Levis was a, was a good pick for where they got him. But um, having to move back up, Skaronsky wasn't a bad pick. Skaronsky sort of helps him with the first round pick. I thought they got him at a good spot, um, and even at Ty J Spears. That's why I don't have him really as a, as a, a loser in my books. I think Ty, Ty J uh, Spears, the kid from Tulane, I liked him, and that was a kid that I talked to Joe about off the. You know, we was talking about Jameer Gibbs, but that's my segue. Is Detroit is my my one of my big losers. They Detroit was a team that was really they were setting themselves up to be. They were there, man. They had they had a um a nice draft picks. They had good good set of draft picks. They had a, a good team coming back for once, and I thought they blew it. I thought Jameer Gibbs, which sort of makes sense because they traded Swift, but for a fifth round pick for like 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 uh Joe mentioned, I thought they like, they reached for Gibbs. They reached for Jack Campbell at eighteen. Big Campbell could have been there later on. Uh, uh, Sam Laporta with with a tight end class the way it was. I thought Laporta was a little bit of a reach. I just thought Detroit reached all over the board uh, during the whole draft. Their best pick might have been uh, Brian Branch in the second round to save him. Um, but like Hendon Hooker, um, all right, he's going to back up golf. But, I mean, Detroit was a kind of team that could have built – they should have built their draft around what they needed for this season to, to make a run for the division, and I don't think they did it. Um, my other team's Tampa Bay. Um they basically went all defense, and they went, which ain't a bad thing, but, I mean, you get Baker Mayfield, you don't want to give him anything to work with on offense, him or Trask. Uh, Kalaja Kansi, I like Kalaja Kansi. I'm a pick guy, but I'm not sure if that was where they where they needed him or what they needed there. They got Servasier Dennis, another pick guy. Um, they, they stretched over the board. Cody Mock in the second round. Um, 
I was like their only offensive guy. I thought Tampa Bay could have done more for for the, uh, Baker Mayfield in the um in the Tampa Bay offense. So my my, my other third loser, of course, was Cleveland because I did the um I did the AFC North uh, articles and. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cincinnati had good drafts. When I got to Cleveland, it was night and day. Like it was literally three teams. Three teams made improvements, and Cleveland just did Cleveland things like they normally do. It was a bad. It was a bad draft by Cleveland. Um, and I agree with everything Emmett said. I think Cedric Tillman has potential. Um, but I mean, if that's if you're gonna, and I I agree with the Luke Weipler in the last round. He's a good center. Um, the center that could possibly um play for years to come but other than that i i wouldn't give cleveland um a good grade at all those are my three bad ones now joe at at the uh at the party you were uh you were salivating over um uh jamar gibbs um i'm assuming you thought it was a better pick than than most people do um but what uh, do do you think detroit had a loser uh loser draft totally would they be in your three losers uh, they're not on my three losers, but I see where JT's coming from. Uh, I think they overdrafted their first round entirely. When you're picking Gibbs at six, uh, when they could have picked him at 18, and you're picking Jack Campbell at 18, when you could have picked him in your top with your top five pick in the second round, you could have gotten those players later and still gotten a guy in the top 10, and they passed on you know, Christian Gonzalez. They passed on Jalen Carter. I think these are going to be regrets that they're going to have. That said, I think Jameer Gibbs was drafted to play a role in that offense, right? They went out in the offseason, signed Devin Montgomery or uh, uh, Montgomery away from uh, the Bears to be their starting running back. They knew they were moving on from Swift, didn't tell anybody. They had already lost Jamal Williams in free agency. So this was a way for them to fill that, that, uh, that position. And this guy can play multiple positions. He can be a receiver. He can be your third down back. He can still run between the tackles. You don't want him carrying it between the tackles 10 times a game. You want him being your outside perimeter guy. And I think that these guys like Campbell and Gibbs will be very impactful, but were overdrafted. I did like the Brian Branch pick. Sam Laporta, I, I agree. You know, the reason that Detroit traded TJ Hawkinson last year is because their offense doesn't feature tight ends. And so even though they needed a tight end, this was a tight end deep draft listening to Emmett a little earlier extol the virtues of picking Will Mallory, they could have gotten somebody later in the draft that was equally as good as Laporta. And instead they kind of overdrafted that position. So these look, all these guys could be all pros at some day. I mean, they're, they're good players, but could have been taken later. And that's, if I had a criticism of, of Detroit, I would say it was that, but if, you know, my three, uh, you know, and I would, and this is a group of four scholarly individuals who understand the draft. Can anybody tell me who the Miami Dolphins chose first? Five, four, three, two. <laughs> exactly. That Miami Dolphins had a very bad draft. They forfeited the first round. No one here can, can name who they chose in the second round because, and we're all draft nicks. You know, and I'm guessing that everybody watching this 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 podcast tomorrow are going to say, "Son of a bitch, he's right." I have no idea what Miami did. And meanwhile, the Patriots and the Jets and the Bills got, went out and got better. Like I have no idea what Miami was doing there. Now, look, they went out and got you know Jalen Ramsey in the offseason, arguably the top five corner in the draft. They're spending money up, but you know I, I still don't think they have anybody behind Tua. 
that's going to be a big issue for them. And I really don't think they did anything in the draft. I would rank them one. 1A, the San Francisco 49ers. Here's a team that had no first or second round, and their first pick in the third round is a freaking kicker. Like a kicker. You're going to go out and get a kicker above every – and they had three picks in the third round, so I guess they did it, but you seriously couldn't wait to the fourth or fifth round to draft your kicker. The kicker's not going to make that much of a difference. You could pick up a guy off the street in the NFL, and they're arguably the same player. I don't understand that logic at all when it, when it came down to that. And the third one you've heard about already from these guys, which is Cleveland. And I'll give Cleveland a break. They did trade their second-round draft pick to get Elijah Moore to the Jets earlier in the offseason. Elijah Moore is a first-round receiver. You know, he was buried, you know, on a really bad Jets team um, from a quarterbacking perspective, asked to get traded last year, finally gets traded, moved over. The rest of their draft was, ugh, you know what I mean? But if you if you count Elijah Moore in there, it's hard to say that they lost because they did fill – I mean, they gave Deshaun Watson weapons – Cedric Tillman would have gone higher if he hadn't gotten injured. He might have gone higher than Jalen Hyatt did, and I thought Jalen Hyatt's a damn good player. And then, and then you you get Elijah Moore bringing him in. You still have Donovan Peoples-Jones. And, of course, you've got this guy named Omari Cooper that's pretty, pretty good last time I checked, with a running game behind you that starts with Nick Chubb. If Deshaun Watson can get back into, into, the, into the, the field of the game, I think he'll be really good. But the rest of that draft – was uh, mediocre at best. I did like the Luke Whipler pick. I mean, I thought he was going to go higher than seven. So when they got him at seven, that's a bit of a steal. Um, and I hate to say that, but you know, they were they were number three on my list just because they were. You know, I just I didn't think they had a very good draft. Plus, it's Cleveland. I like to pick on Cleveland. <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. No. <laughs> JT, one thing the Steelers you know that, uh, when that pick was made on the kick. That uh, rise and said, "Hey, kickers are people too." I agree with that. They're just not football players. But you know, in terms of <laughs> how important it is to have a kicker, um, you might want to ask Ohio State and their fans how important it is to have a kicker. Well, you might want to do that. And and you know, the World Football League. Here's your fact of the day of the World Football League: is as they were trying to get together a second season. They were instituting rules to do away with extra points to try to minimize kickers' roles in uh, in football, where you would try to run it in from two, uh, five, or ten yards for different uh, extra points, but you wouldn't kick the extra point. And what happened to them? The curse of the kicker. They went belly up uh, the second season. So, <laughs> gotta watch watch when you uh, when you talk about kickers, or it could be a early. So now JT, after the draft, one thing uh, the Steelers weren't able to uh, uh, to really get uh, uh, was helping for uh, help for their inside linebacker issue. Um, do you think they still need to attack that or what what would you go after right now with what's left in free agency um, if you're the Steelers? Um, there's, there's a couple a couple guys that I um, that I like. They're not really necessarily inside. I actually would look at bringing Miles Jack back, being honest, um, for the right price. Um, I thought he, did, he I thought what he did last year was what he needed to do. Wasn't exceptional. Didn't have eight sacks or nothing crazy, but he had a hundred tackles. He, he played the position well. I think he he knows the system as well. So that's a guy that I think 
go out and see what he would want. A guy that I like on the edge is uh, I like Cal Van Noy, um, ex-Patriot. He played for the Chargers last year. Um, there's a, and there's a couple of defensive tackles that I – there's a lot of veteran defensive tackles out there, and I, I wouldn't mind bringing in a veteran just to just to have a body on the field, like a, a Linval Joseph, uh, Shelby Harris is another one, and then um, Akeem Hicks is the third one I was looking at. That they're just guys that – they're not going to do much for you, but they're going to give you a body. Um, they're going to fill. They're going to fill a spot for a while on the field. Um, they're not going to be someone you're going to look for in the future. But for a year, I think if you could bring them in for a decent price, those are the three. One receiver that I like, but we don't need him now. But uh, he's so out there. Um, <clears throat> I've always liked. He's always been a guy that always did well against. This is Jarvis Landry. I'm not sure what he would want, but we have. We're pretty much four four solid with the uh, with Calvin Austin. Hopefully he's healthy and comes back good. And as me, Joe and me were talking about before, I did a little thing on Hakeem Butler. That's not a that's a that's a a good it's a good signing. It's not even a signing, but it's a good in, invite for now. Just a guy to bring in. But I think that's all they really need. Um, there's a couple other offensive uh, inside linebackers out there we could go after. But I, I I like Miles Jack. I think Miles Jack already knows the system. I would rather just go with a guy like him. Bring him back. Now, Joe, I, I have some uh, depressing news for you. Oh, no. I can't well, wait. I wear I wear the Edmonton Elks hat tonight of the CFL in honor of Jared Wayne, who is now not available for the Steelers as he was taken in the first round of the CFL draft by the Toronto Argonauts, and he will play for them this year, he's announced. Can they get over that not being able to get Jared Wayne and what would you go after, uh, that being said? Yeah, so I think the Jared Wayne thing is okay. The Steelers will survive. Um, you know, I, I – I, look, I, I think the Steelers addressed the wide receiver position as best as they could before the draft. And you could tell because they literally spent zero draft capital on wide receivers, right? They didn't draft – everybody's expecting, a, you know, in the fourth round, the Steelers will get a guy. They always get a guy. Well, they didn't. They went out and got Allen Robinson – they got Hakeem Butler's coming in on a, on a you know from XFL who led the XFL in touchdowns. That's an invite. They didn't sign, and we'll see how that actually plays out. But the, I think their expectations are a guy like Austin, and you know, uh, you know, and and they still have Deontay Johnson and Pickens, and with Robinson there, and you know, a handful of others. They've got depth at that position, so they just kind of ignored it. So as much as I'm a Jared Wayne fan, and I hate to see him go back north, I'm glad for him he'll be able to play. So, you know, good for him. And you can't run a 4.62 or whatever he ran in his combine. And, and, and he's got know, 10 expect... more yards to run. Is that going to exhaust Yeah, right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see some of that. But, you know, from, from my perspective, I think the Steelers have already done a pretty good job in free agency. I mean, they brought in and filled a number of positions. Patrick Peterson, I thought, was a, you know, uh, you know a good pickup, not a great one, but a good one, one that they needed. Uh, and I think he'll he'll be there to help Joey Porter Jr. Uh, as far as that goes. I'd like to see them, if they are going to spend some money, go and, and use it. Maybe get another corner out of this. I know that uh, Rocky Scene is out there. I'm not a big fan, but I get that. I like Marcus Peters. He'll probably be a little bit too expensive, and he is a little long in a tooth. Has a tendency to be injury prone. But I think the defensive backfield can use a little bit more help. That said, I, I if – you know – if you're going to throw money at this team, I'd like the idea of adding another offensive lineman and or 
getting a second running back. I think if the Steelers, if Najee Harris goes down for any length of time, they have no one behind him, you know? And yeah, like I, I Benny football Snell and De, like uh, who's the kid from Maryland. I mean, th- these guys just McFarland, just there's, there's nothing there. And I'm not saying it has to be Leonard Fournette. I'm not saying it has to, it could be Amir Abdullah, you know, Zeke, going out there and pulling. Zeke. Uh, well, I don't know if that's a, that has all sorts of bad, as much as I like it, I think it's going to go back to Dallas. So we'll see, even though they did pick up uh deuce from, uh, um, from Kansas state in, in that draft, which I accurately predicted they would draft him in our draft guide, by the way. But, you know, ultimately, you know, I, I think that, you know, if I had to spend some money, I would look at corner still just to have depth and options. And I would look at a second string running back or a third down specialist that can come in and help them on, on things. Emmett, uh, one of one of the guys they signed um, as a free agent after the draft, um, Iowa fullback Monty uh, Potty, Potty Bomb, which I love that name. I love the name. Uh, what do you think of him? Do you think he has a chance? And what else do you think uh, the Steelers uh, need to to make make themselves an improved club this year? Okay, short answer on Potty Mouth, no. Um, in terms <laughs> of what they- to do. Um, I, I, I think they still need an inside linebacker that's uh, solid in pass coverage. Uh, it seems like they've completely flipped the script. They've gone from guys that could cover to guys that stuff the run. Uh, you know, I'd like to see a little more of a mix because, as uh, you know, I alluded to when we did Steelers draft uh, review, uh, you, you know, I think their second. Uh, safety is some guy, a hot dog vendor in Market Square. I, I mean, they just, the, the safety <laughs> is abysmal. Um, now, with that said, it's time for your friendly director of reality check to weigh in. I checked several sources today, Spotrack, CBS, a couple of things. They have, they have a one and two twos. There goes pretty much your $9 million plus, you know, spots 52 and 53 in a practice squad. So, um, right. I know even if they wanted to sign guys, yeah, you can do a few more uh, tinkering with contracts to free some up, but they like to go into the year with five to 10 under the cap. You do have to sign all your picks. You do have to sign 10 guys in a practice squad. Um, I think their best bet is to wait until either the June 1st releases or during camp that maybe some guy loses a position battle. Uh, You know, unfortunately, uh, they don't have the transfer portal in the NFL, even though I think with NIL, you probably make more money. But uh, I'm not sure there's anyone that's available right now would would uh, improve the roster. All right. Well, there is, we, we have given you about as complete uh, NFL coverage over the past few weeks uh, on the draft. Um, as, as we said, the, the party was outstanding. The analysis, as we're finding out, was about as spot on as, um, as you would see anywhere. Um, and this pretty much uh, wraps up or wraps up things. The next step, of course, will be, you know, like with any sport, it's great to have these new guys. Can they can they bring it uh, with the best of the best? 
So St. Vincent uh, camp starts when, Emmett? When does St. Vincent right, start? Those up? dates have not been set yet. They're uh, okay. May 10th. If, if you want to work, if you want to work the camp, St. Vincent's having a uh, a, a job fair. Uh, I think it starts tomorrow. Uh, you can go to, you know, stvincent.edu to get those those details. Well, it depends if the Sisters of Charity are or cooking. I remember going to Bernie Matthews basketball camp, and that was some of the best food I've had. Was when the Sisters of Charity Benedict. were wherever they were from. Darn it, uh, it was good food. Uh, so if they're cooking, I'm I'm yeah. gonna work the camp. Um, Dave, your memory they're, makes they're me. They're on the Eaton Park catering, my understanding. CJT, it's the it's the CFL caps. It's got to help my memory. Uh, uh, but you, you uh, did What's next? What's next is we just start this all up again. The 2024 um, draft is already um, – you're already starting to see stuff. So as these players fill in and make their way, we'll be looking at the at the 24 guys uh, popping up. There's going to be a nice class next year as well. So well, might be better. Next year's class actually well, may be a better class overall. Let's all hope the Steelers have a very low first-round pick after a successful season. Let's hope. Um, so I mean, with last year's draft coupled with the potential of the draft, it could be uh, could be a turnaround we need. So, anyways, um, in the next couple of pod- podcasts we have coming up, we're going to be talking uh, Penguin draft pick uh, as they have the one pick in the upcoming draft, number fourteen. Um, we're unable to improve last night, but they didn't drop, so I guess that's something. And uh, we'll talk more pirates as the uh, minor league system is becoming more fertile as the uh, season is going on. So um, we'll, we'll see you uh, again uh, very soon. You guys have a wonderful night. Enjoy the good weather. See you later. Oh, see you absolutely. See you.